Welcome. This is your dad's favorite podcast. I'm Shane Harris, and a lot of you guys are probably wondering what the fuck is he doing right now. But uh, I had this like crazy ass idea where I thought I wanted to tell the whole story about Bronson, and then I thought, okay, I'm gonna make a fucking video about it. And I thought, well, that's fucking weird. I don't want to make a video like recording my own fucking face. With my phone especially. Because that's hella weird. And I'm hella sick by the, right now. So if I'm like sniffing or gagging to death. You know why. But then I started doing research. Like alright I don't want to do a vlog or a blog. There's like hella blogs. There's hella vlogs and YouTube channels and shit like that. So I thought alright. Well what's the best way for me to tell this shit. The most convenient way. And I myself. I don't have any time to read. So I was like, I'm not going to type up no shit because nobody's going to fucking read it. Because after like four lines of a Facebook status, I'm out. Peace. See ya. So then I thought, all right, well, I love fucking listening to podcasts like every day of my life. So why not just make one? And people who want to listen to it will plug their shit into their ears and they'll fucking listen and get it popping. So then I went from... I want to tell Bronson's story to being like, why don't I just fucking tell a bunch of stories? Because for dads, there's not really anything out there for like what to expect or how we're feeling whenever shit's going on, like dad shit, you know? But like if you look on YouTube or anywhere, it's like, yo, I'm about to be a fucking mom. This is what I need to know. Click. Or like there's just no dad shit for real. And I didn't have anyone telling me what to expect or like, Whenever Jordan had first made the blog, or the, yeah, the blog post about the girls, you know, she gave the shit from her perspective, but I'm like, who the fuck's supposed to listen to what I was thinking, or what I was doing, you know what I'm saying, like, I want to tell people that shit too, so, I'm gonna probably start a couple of these, and I bought, like, a gangster-ass microphone, it's like a Blue Yeti mic, to, like, plug into my Mac and shit, and, like, do it like that, but then I found this new shit on my iPhone, so I'm recording this shit on my fucking phone right now, so if it sounds hella weird... Let me know and I'll fucking fix that shit. And if it sounds decent, then I'll just fucking leave it how it is now. But I still got like a lot of this shit I need to figure out, like editing and all this extra shit. But that's the whole premise behind what you're listening to right now. And I'll probably like make different topics of like the first one I'm probably going to do today is like about the girls and like when we found out about the girls and like all that shit that went down. And then eventually, like, the next one, I'll probably do one about Bronson, just kind of give people, like, a heads up, because I know that's, like, a happy-slash-sad deal, and I would just want to see how this one does, to be honest, see if people are actually going to fucking listen to it. And then as it goes on, I'll probably do, you know, I got a bunch of topics in my head right now, but for the most part, I'll just start with, like, the girls and shit. So, whenever, <clears throat> I don't even know how long Jordan and I were dating, I think like nine months or some shit like that. And uh, she told me like, yo, I think I'm pregnant. I'm like, you're fucking crazy. And everyone who knows me knows that like I never thought that I was going to have kids before I was 30 or even have them, period. And so, <coughs> <coughs> damn. And so she took a pregnancy test and was like, I'm fucking pregnant. Boom. She's like crying. I'm thinking like, what the fuck? Like, what are we going to do? And, uh, so, I mean, we had a house and shit, but we was like, yo, we can't have fucking kids. Like, what? 
So we're secretly, not even secretly, like out, outwardly, like bugging. So we're like, all right, cool, let's go get a Smishmortion. So we're like the only Smishmortion clinic that's even remotely close in Granite City. Like I used to live over there and shit. So we're like, let's fucking go do it. We thought about it. I can tell she was kind of like reluctant, but I didn't pressure her into it whatsoever. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm all for like we can do what the, you know what I'm saying? It's your body. You know what I'm saying? I can't tell you what the fuck to do with it. So we ended up going to an abortion clinic. And there are some fucking crazy ass people standing outside of these. We walked up in this bitch and this fucking dude from the sidewalk, you know what I'm saying? They don't let you walk. Like if you're protesting the fucking abortions, they don't let you fucking like chill by the front door. Your ass is on the sidewalk. So there's a fucking group of people on the sidewalk in an RV painted like the sky, okay? With babies all over this bitch, like pictures of like real pictures of like two year olds, not like baby babies, and they're like cheesing and shit. It was a fucking weird ass RV, and they got like signs. And I told her she had never seen one of them. I'm like, yo, these motherfuckers gonna be out here yelling crazy ass shit. So we're walking, and uh, this motherfucker goes, he yells and goes, "You're going to hell, folks!" And we were like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <coughs> my bad job, my fucking cough is crazy, the girls are hella sick, so he yells, they're going to hell, folks, and we're like, oh shit, like, this motherfucker's crazy, and then some other lady yelled, if you don't want your baby, give it to me, and I'm thinking, there's no fucking way you're gonna raise someone else's baby, like, you would go adopt one if that was the case, anyways, so we go inside, and there's hella motherfuckers in there, it's like hella weird, and uh, it's like a process, you know what I'm saying? So they take her back because, you know, when you're the dad, they really don't give a fuck about you at all. So they take her back, and I'm waiting there for, like, ever. And I'm feeling hella weird. And she comes out, and she's like, yo. She lifts it to me because, you know what I'm saying, she's so, like, far away, like, in the clinic. But she comes out to the doors. And she lips to me and goes, there's two. And I'm like, what the fuck? There's two of what? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's two, and I go, what? And she goes, twins. And I said, there's fucking twins. And so she walks away, because, you know, she's like 30 yards away from me. So I'm like, what? So I'm sitting there by myself, because she had to go to, like, another room. I'm like, what is happening? So she, like, crosses by me, like, that's where I can kind of talk to her. She's like, there's twins. I'm like, there's twins? She's like, yeah. I said, did you fucking take what they gave you she's like no i'm like well don't take it yet because then i'm like fuck tripping like what what there's fucking twins what so she goes back again <coughs> i'm texting like her mom and my mom are like yo we're pregnant with twins like you know then i started feeling like weird and shit and like i said i'm all for like if you want to get an abortion like go ahead like it only gets weird if the fucking baby's like big as fuck and you're you bail like last moment you know what i'm saying like seven month old abortion that's fucking weird bro you're pushing it but any other abortion, I don't really give a shit. So, she's like, uh, coming out, and she's like, there's two. I'm like, hold the fuck up. There's like, there's, they saw two. She's like, yeah, one was bigger than the other. And I'll squat, this whole like, one was two, conceived two weeks later shit. Like, I'll squash that shit later on recording this, but just be known that's not real. Like, that was some dumb shit. So, she's like, there's two in there so I'm like okay well 
let's figure this shit out. Let's, let's, let's not do this yet. So she tells the lady, like, okay, like, I might come back or I might take this shit later. They still gave us the shit to take. Like, you got to take a pill, like, there and then a pill the next day or some shit if you're early enough. And so uh, we get all that shit ironed out. And I, I never, whenever she told me that there was twins, like, I'm the most... Like, I freak out over everything internally. Like, I think about shit way too much and overanalyze everything and think of every single option under the fucking sun. And when I tell you, like, there's some people who say that, but no, the shit is, like, an everyday occurrence. It is stressful as fuck. Jordan gets pissed at me. Like, it's a real-life fucking thing, and it's, you know, a problem. But I say that to say this. When she had told me... Or when she came out and was like, yo, there's twins. I felt this fucking feeling of, like, absolute certainty from the tips of my fucking head to my goddamn toes. That was like, you guys got to have these babies. Like, I had never felt anything like that. Like, such a, uh, like a, this is fucking for sure. Like, I know this. Like, everything else. I, I question everything under the fucking sun. Everything under the sun. When she told me there was twins, I didn't question shit. And I knew, like, okay, I'm about to be a fucking dad. We're in this bitch. <coughs> like, let's fucking get it. We're not getting no fucking abortion. So we leave, and all the fucking, the baby RV people and shit, they're gone. They're fucking, they left, you know what I'm saying? They had to go do some shit. They weren't trying to really take nobody's babies. So they left. So we went out to the crib, and we're still like, what the fuck are... Like, we gonna do, you know what I'm saying? And so we really didn't have a plan, you know? We were just like, all right, well, fuck, let's get you some fucking prenatal vitamins and shit, you know what I'm saying? So let me just go into the whole, like, two-week thing. When they first were conceived, they were conceived at the exact same time. Since fucking Jump Street, Stevie's been smaller, and that's because of her condition. Like, that shit was back when they were, what was that, like, not even eight weeks old when they first, we first went to the abortion clinic and they were like six weeks, if that. Were enough big enough to where they could see your ass. Andy was bigger than Stevie. And that wasn't because one was conceived two weeks later, which some dumbass fucking doctor told us later. Um, that's because of her whole health condition. So she was just like genetically programmed to be smaller. And so like later on we were telling people like, oh shit, like, <coughs> my bad. We were telling people like, Oh shit, like, uh, two weeks later, it's just fucking weird. And everyone's like, oh yeah, Shane, you would have that shit. And I thought so too, like, but the same fucking doctor who said that shit was a fucking idiot. And it wasn't true. So, that shit was dumb. And so the, I'm not gonna say the doctor's name, but we started going to this specific doctor. The same doctor told us his two week shit. And, um, so we started going to him and like, we start processing, like, we're going to have twins, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of fucking crazy to be, especially if you know me well enough, which most of you motherfuckers don't, but if you know me well enough to know, like, I am, like, the most bounce-around motherfucker alive. Like, I've lived in a hundred million different places. I've done a hundred fucking thousand different things, you know what I'm saying? And people kind of know me as this, like, random-ass dude. And so to go from that to be like, I'm about to have fucking twins. I'm sure there are a bunch of people who are kind of like, how the fuck is this dude going to have twins? Like, he's a fucking psychopath. You know what I'm saying? That's people like an outside. People who like really fuck with me, like my mom and like, you know what I'm saying? 
my brother and shit, like, and my sister and, like, you know, the rest of my family, like, people who really know me probably knew, like, this motherfucker is legit. Like, he's, I know he's gonna be a good dad and shit. Like, people aren't stupid if you know me. So, <coughs> but mentally, as a fucking dad, your shit kind of clicks over. So, we go into, like, all right, we're fucking pregnant mode. Let's fucking get it popping. So, we start going to this doctor. Said doctor, doctor fuckboy, tells us the whole, like, oh, yeah, one was conceived two weeks later than the other. And we're like, oh, shit, that's fucking crazy. You're a doctor. You're brilliant. Whatever. So we go with that shit. We're posting about it. People are like, oh, that's fucking wild. And it wasn't true. Idiot. So this same doctor, weeks and weeks later, we're at like, what was we at? Like 22 weeks or 27 weeks? I can't think. I can't remember what the fuck we was, but we were early as fuck. Like, not supposed to have a baby week. Whatever the fuck week that is. And this dude... He does, he's doing ultrasound and shit, and he looks like, he comes in there like the undertaker, like, death is upon us, you know what I'm saying, like, all he had to do is choke slam me, and it had been a fucking WrestleMania event, because his whole energy was like, I got fucking terrible news, so he's like rubbing Jordan's hand and shit, during the ultrasound, we're like, what the fuck is he doing, and so, <coughs> he goes... And it's like, he's like, yo, I need to talk to you guys, you know what I'm saying, in another room. We're like, what the fuck is this dude talking about? Mind you, we had never, like, we knew about CV. Did we know about CV? Yeah, we knew about CV's heart condition. We weren't really tripping. We're like, okay, she has a heart condition, blah, blah, blah. Like, we can, we fucks with that. We can do that, whatever. He pulls us to the side. He's like, yo, I got something to tell you. I'm like, what? It's just me and Jordan. We're looking at this motherfucker. And he's like, you know, twin B, which was Stevie. He's like, I think... This was a Wednesday. He goes, by Friday, you guys need to decide whether or not you want to have birth. And we're like, why? And he's like, because Twin B is more than likely, in my professional opinion, going to die in the womb if we don't get her out now. So like I said, this is the first time we heard this shit. So we're like, what? You know what I'm saying? What the fuck? And he's like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I think she's going to die in the womb if we go the whole 40 weeks. And he said, so option A is to have them before Friday. And he goes, but, you know, that may jeopardize twin A. She may not live if we pull her out that prematurely, if she's not ready to come out. He's like, our option B, we go full term, twin A survives, twin B ultimately will die. And I'm like, I said, so what do you think? I said, if you think if we have the girls on Friday, you think they're both going to live? He's like... I don't think Twin B will, and it's hard to say for Twin A. And I'm like, well, what if we just wait it out? And he's like, I think Twin A will survive. I still don't think Twin B is going to live regardless of what you do. So I'm like baffled. Like I said, I question every motherfucker a lot. I don't care if you got a doctor's degree, if you're a goddamn neurosurgeon. Like, I don't give a fuck what you tell me. I'm going to form my own opinion. I'm going to get facts and back that fucking opinion up. And if I'm wrong, I'll let you know later. But until then, I got a fucking point to prove. So when he's telling me this... He's literally like talking to us, and I'm like, okay, I got a homie, a homie named Ashley. At the time, she worked at a different uh, place. You know what I'm saying? Women's Women's and Children's, I think, or some shit. Women's Wellness. I can't think what the fuck it's called. Anyways, you know, another fucking baby doctor. So I'm thinking in my head, like, fuck this dude. I'm not gonna listen to this motherfucker, even though I'm still like tripping on the inside, like he's telling me my baby's gonna die regardless of what the fuck we do. 
So I pull out my phone. I start texting. I'm like, yo, how quick can you get us into see your doctor? His name is Dr. Grant. Dude's fucking G. That's the only reason I'm saying his name. So I'm like, yo, how quick can we get into Dr. Grant? And she's like, let me look. She goes, tomorrow morning. I'm like, bet. Let us get that appointment. So I booked that. I'm literally sitting there with this fuck boy in front of me, like talking, like booking another appointment to get a second opinion and see what the fuck's up. So <coughs> he tells us that shit. I'm thinking like, okay, my, he, this doctor is telling me my baby's going to die. Like, imagine if we were fuck, like if we were totally naive and believed this dude and was like, well, let's try to save our twin and have them by Friday. Both of them would have fucking died. Stevie for sure would have died because she was when she came out later on, she was fucking hanging on by a thread. And then Andy, she was nowhere near fucking done cooking. You know what I'm saying? Like when she was born, she was healthy. But if we would had her, excuse me, what, 12 weeks prior, she would have made it. And if she did, it would have been fucking unbelievable if she pulled out. You know what I'm saying? So we go to the parking lot. We're fucking like bawling, crying because it's wackoed and told us our baby's gonna die so we're like crying 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 i'm like all right you know what i'm saying let's just wait till tomorrow wait till tomorrow wait till tomorrow so we go to dr grant the next day he looks at the ultrasound my man's looking at everything you know what i'm saying beating heart he's like yeah she's got a heart condition i see that and he goes i don't know what a doctor was talking about i'm like what you mean he goes twin b's fine i said hold up so do we need to have him on Friday? He's like, no. Like, the safest place for her to be is inside mom's fucking belly, bro. I'm like, bet. And he goes, I said, do you think she's going to die, like, at birth? He's like, well, let's get a fucking test done. Like, we can see if she has a genetic or a, a, fate, a fatal gene. You know what I'm saying? I can't think of what it's called. Like, I don't want to say the wrong shit. Jordan knows all this shit. But uh, he's like, well, let's just, you know what I'm saying, get a genetic test. So they fucking stick. Jordan is a big-ass fucking needle, about as big as a goddamn baseball bat. You know what I'm saying? They pull that fucking liquid from CB's placenta. <coughs> and so that next, like, so I get the test back, like, in two to three days or some shit. We are absolutely, like, shitting the bed thinking about these test results. Because, you know what I'm saying? Ultimately, they're going to tell us whether or not CB's going to make it. Like, before she's even born. So we're tripping because... Of what that first doctor told us. He told us don't sweat it like he's bugging. But we still got to see if she's got this gene just because. So they call us back like, hey, come in. You know, we got to test results back. They're still not telling us shit on the phone. You know what I'm saying? They don't want to tell you like fatal gene on the fucking phone. And you know what I'm saying? Click. What the fuck are you supposed to do? So we go up in there. And Dr. Grant's like, real, he's hella tight. Like he's real calm and shit. He's even keel, but he's, he's dope. And he's like, good news. Doesn't have a fatal gene. We're like, what the fuck? Like, old boy told us she was going to die. He's like, no, she's not. As long as she stays inside mom's belly, she's gravy training. And she didn't have all the other shit. Like, upon we first went to that first weird-ass doctor, they came up in the room like, yo, Twin B probably has Down syndrome. Do you want to get an abortion? And we're like, what? Like, why the fuck would we get an abortion? And they're like, well, you know, some families, after they find out their baby has Down syndrome... You know, they don't want to have it. And I said, I don't give a fuck if she comes out with her head on her fucking kneecap. Like, we're having her. And they're like, oh, okay, okay. So they hand us this big-ass binder. This is not Dr. Grant. This is fucking Dr. Wankster. Dr. Wankster's people handed us this binder of, like, all these 
kids with Down syndrome and like families and pictures and shit, which is totally like tight. Like that shit's awesome to see. But don't show that shit to somebody whose kids have not been diagnosed with Down syndrome yet because we're thinking worst case scenario and they're trying to ask us if we want an abortion in the midst of handing us this binder. Like it was like, what the f- Where the fuck am I at? Like, is this black mirror? Like, this is fucking weird. So we told him, like, I don't give a fuck about this binder. If she's got Downs, we're going to fucking be G'd up with Downs. Like, if she doesn't, cool. Like, it don't fucking matter to us. If she comes out with it or not, we're having it. Like, this conversation is pointless. So we left that social worker's office. And so then when we went to Dr. Grant, you know what I'm saying, the next day or whatever, he tested her for the fatal gene, Down syndrome, all this fucking shit. Because whenever your, your baby has any kind of complication, they want to diagnose it so they have something... And if they don't, they fucking lose their shit. But with Stevie, they didn't have a goddamn thing. They didn't know what the fuck was going on. They didn't have a diagnosis. They didn't know what the fuck to call it. (coughs) So they were just kind of baffled, which is fine. But we really didn't give a shit because we're like, well, let's just fucking stay pregnant and have a baby. So I went to, or we went to a fucking 800 million doctor's appointments because, you know, when you got high-risk pregnancy, you got to come in like all the time. But when you're high risk with twins, you know what I'm saying? They had Jordan come in like a couple times a week. And I went with every one of them fucking appointments because I'm like, I'm not finna have you lash up to these fucking big ass straps that are like, wow, 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 by yourself. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna be there and see this shit. And I'm super thorough. Like I said, I'm asking a hundred questions. So anytime they would say anything, I'm like, what about, what about, what about, what about, what about, what about, you know what I'm saying? Just drilling them so then when I go home, I can fucking sleep so I'm not overthinking this dumbass shit, tripping. So anyways, we go through all that, like, pregnancy was all good, like, normal last pregnancy shit, you know, motherfuckers puking and pissed and like, go get me fucking fries, and you're like, all right, bet, I'm gonna get you the fucking fries, whatever. I'm trying to make a long story short, or kind of short. So, we fucking get to (coughs) this point of like (coughs) Jordan being preclamptic. I think that's what it's called. So they're like, all right, well, it's time for your ass to like get ready to go to the hospital. We're like, okay, well, let's fucking get ready. So we start calling the hospitals and shit. And uh, something had happened. I can't remember what it was. But it was my fucking like birthday, like literally on my birthday. You call the doctor, like, yo, shit's fucking weird. This, that, and the third. He's like, y'all motherfuckers need to go to St. Louis, pack your bags, you're going to the hospital. We're like, cool, about the have these motherfuckers on my birthday. You know what I'm saying? This is dope. So then, we was at the hospital from my birthday. I mean, every night, they're like, you're going to have these babies tonight. We're like, cool. Didn't happen. Next day, hey, you're probably going to have them today. We're like, cool. Didn't happen. They had her on, like, magnesium. And giving her full shots of Benadryl, like, straight to the dome piece, like, through the IV and shit. So, she's, like, cashed. I'm just sitting there watching, like, Monday Night Raw, like, yo, are we gonna have these fucking twins? Or, like, what's happening? Like, I wanna see my daughters, you know what I'm saying? And so, uh, we didn't, what was it, like, days and days. So, like, on August 18th, they took us to, like, pre-op, like, delivery status. And they're like, yo, you're gonna have them tonight. And it's probably, like... 10 at night, so, like, my mom, my brother, her mom are like, all these motherfuckers coming to the hospital in St. Louis. Remember, we don't live in St. Louis. We, we're all the way fuck out here in Columbia. So, we're in there on the 18th, and they're like, all right, probably another hour or so, probably another hour or so. They're like, oh, ER came in, like, somebody's super fucked up in ER, they need all the doctors. We're like, okay, cool. They push this shit back to, like, 
9 o'clock the next morning. They told us it's like 3 in the morning. We're like, what the fuck? Like, I need to have some energy for my kids when I first meet them. You know what I'm saying? I'll have a life and no sleep. I don't even fucking... The night before, no sleep. So we fucking go back to another room. And then the next day, 9 a.m. comes. We're like, nope, we're probably going to shoot for 11. We're like, god damn. Like, what the fuck's going on in this hospital? Trash-ass hospital. Not going to fucking name it. There was, like, heroin addicts and shit. Like, it was fucking weird. (coughs) So... We go to the hospital, or we fucking get ready to have them that day. So this is what happens. They fucking, because, you know, they knew, they thought Stevie might need surgery, like, from Jump Street. As soon as she comes out the womb, they thought heart surgery. Like, it depended on this valve, whether or not this, it, like, closed on its own. And if it didn't close, they were going to have to put a shunt on her valve to close it themselves. So it's like a waiting game when she's born to, like, see, is this motherfucker going to close or not? So we didn't know she's going to have to have surgery, like, immediately. So, first off, off top, they fucking cut Jordan open, you know. Boom. It's like fucking blood. So, uh, I'm standing there, like, flashing a million pictures. I'm telling my fuckers, like, yo, this looks like The Walking Dead. And the doctors are like, wah, 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 wah. you know, they're cracking up and shit. Because I'm really, like, stressing, but I'm trying not to fucking, like, lose it. Because I know as soon as TV comes out, like, it's fucking game time. Like, you know, we don't know what the fuck to happen. that's going to go down. So, they pull Billy out. We call Anderson, we call her Billy. They pull Billy out, and she's fucking, like, me, just shrunk. You know what I'm saying? Hair was, like, fucking bright-ass red. She's covered in fucking powdered sugar. You know, they're into all this shit. They take her, uh, and they take her back or whatever. And so we're, like, holding her, and, like, I cut her umbilical cord and shit. Steve's still up in that bit. She's still on there rocking. So we bring Billy around. She's, like... Like I said, like, hella flaky. Looks like me and shit. So we bring her around so Jordan can see her and, like, kissing and stuff like that. Like, so it's still, (coughs) like, this feeling of this is super awesome slash let's fucking get Steve out of there. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was such a mixed emotional day, like, roller coaster status. So we get Bill all wrapped up (coughs) and then um, they pull Steve out. And her placenta was so small because it had it had broke like half of it had died while she was in the womb, which is what stunted her growth from the beginning. We didn't know that till of course the day we had her. So half her placenta is completely dead. So this like little a little bit bigger than a tennis ball. It's probably a little bit bigger than that, maybe a softball. That they told us is bigger than a tennis ball, but that's just fucking weird. So they cut her placenta. And this fucking giant baby folds out of this bitch. I mean, she's all limbs. They thought she was going to be, like, hella tiny because of her placenta size. But she was just super cooped up in this fucking small-ass bag. So they cut it. She fucking unfolds out of this motherfucker. And, uh, you know, they rush her back, like, immediately. So they're, like, sucking her out. like, And I'm going back there with They wrap her up in this, like, clear baggy shit. It's basically, like, just keep her warm as fuck. So her body temperature don't fucking freak out. And so um, they put oxygen in her nose. And I go back there. And she's trying, when she first came out of the womb, like, she didn't cry. And it's because she couldn't get no oxygen. Like, she couldn't breathe. <coughs> so they fucking did, uh, did the oxygen and shit and suction her out. And I go back there. And I see her, like, <laughs> like, she is trying her fucking hardest to breathe, okay? And so when I look at her. 
that's when it kind of hit me, like, oh, my fucking God, like, she might not make it. Like, she's trying her fucking hardest, you know what I'm saying, to get this air. So they put the oxygen in her nose or whatever, and she's still kind of, like, you know, pumping. And the, this is this is just, like, it's going to sound hella stupid, but it's the just as real as I can fucking be. Like, it's the dead-ass truth. We're back there. It's me, the doctor, and Stevie. And she's, like, pumping, and I see her, like, struggling, like, in her face. And she's, like, trying to rip her fucking... You know, babies don't open their eyes for a little bit. She's, like, trying to rip her fucking eyes open. And sure the fuck enough, like... A minute and a half after she's born, she and I'm back there. She rips her eyes, eyelids like open, and I know she couldn't fucking see shit. She was just born, but I don't give a fuck. And I'm her dad. I'm thinking like, oh shit, she's looking at her dad. Oh, you know what I'm saying? She rips her fucking eyelids open and looks at me, and that's when I thought she's gonna be okay. Like she's letting me know, like I, I'm fucking straight, bro. Like I got this, dad. Like don't even fucking trip. And honestly, when I saw her do that. <clears throat> It gave me, like, this sense of relief to know, like, this is my fucking daughter. Like, I know she's going to be straight. You know what I'm saying? Even if you don't know it, you kind of, like, feel it. <coughs> and so they wrapped her up and shit, put her in the fucking NICU box, all that fucking extra shit. They reeled her around, let Jordan see her. So they go back, and they're still, like, I'm sitting outside of, <coughs> like, the OR. <coughs> they got Andy in there with her mama. She's straight. And um, I'm trying to hold back a sneeze. Like, I'm about to fucking blow my lid in this fucking room. Hold up. (coughs) (coughs) My whole fucking house is sick. Steve's got, like, half pneumonia. Billy's got an ear infection and shit. Dogs are fucking farting. Everybody's sick. Anyway. So I'm sitting outside the OR. And I'm with Jordan's mama. She's hella sad. I'm sitting there like, you know, it's all good, it's all good, it's all good. Like, we're going to be straight. So the doctors come out like, they're trying to get a breathing tube in because, you know, she's not really breathing on her own, but we can't get it in because Stevie had a difficult airway. But half the shit that she had wrong with her, like, nobody knew until she was born. It was like a gang of fucking shit. So they're like, Dad, come back here. I'm like, bet. I go back there. She looks like a fucking alien. She's so skinny and her head's so fucking big. That's my bad, like... We got fucking big ass heads. So they asked me, like, can you hold this fucking breathing tube while we adjust it? I'm like, uh, what? I'm not a licensed fucking doctor. And they're like, no, dad, just hold this right here. Like, try not to move. So I'm like, what? Like I said, it's a day, like, I just became a dad. Billy's healthy. Steve is alive. And now I got to hold her breathing tube still and not fuck up so they can get it in place and tape it on our face right. Like, that is a lot of shit to do in 30 minutes of time. You know what I'm saying? Like, there was no time to sit and be like, oh, I'm a fucking dad, and take all these cool-ass pictures. No, I'm holding my daughter's breathing tube so she can get air for what? There's, like, four doctors back there with me and, like, nurses everywhere, like, hella fucking beeps and all types of shit. And I don't really... It takes a lot for me to, like, fold or to, like, crumble. You know what I'm saying? Like, if there's any situation going on, I'm like, ready. Like, let's fucking, let's get it. So, same thing. It's like, can you hold this tube? I'm like, yeah, fucking give it to me. So, I'm holding the fucking tube, my index finger on my thumb, holding that bitch, like, still as shit. They start start taping around and 
taping her cheek and holding it steady. Like, oh, yeah, it's good. You know, her sad start coming up and, you know, shit's cool. They're like, all right, you know, let's transfer over to Cardinal Glennon. And so that was like when they were born, that's what took place. You know what I'm saying? Up until that point, when they finally got that breathing tube in, it was like, oh, okay, good, we're good for transfer. There was kind of this like, ah, okay, now we can get this shit like started. Like the recovery for Steve, get Billy like nursing and shit, which, I mean, she's a fucking gangster. Like she latched immediately. Which is, you know what I'm saying? I know it's hard to breastfeed. Not personally, I know. This, you know what I'm saying? I've been around Jordan. This shit's fucking hard. And, uh, no, you know what I'm saying? Not all babies latch. She latched like a fucking gangster. And the nurse was like, oh, she's just in the honeymoon stage. I'm like, bitch, like, quit hating. Give us some fucking props today, please. And be like, your daughter's a genius. Or say some cool ass shit. Don't tell us she's in a honeymoon stage. She never fucking unlatched. Like, she's got it her whole life. It was all good. Anyway. <coughs> so, my bad for coughing. I told y'all I'm sick as fuck. And so is everybody in my house. But I had to record this shit. I'm wanting to do this forever. And been lazy as fuck. Like, playing Madden. Like, you know what I'm saying? Doing a bunch of dumb shit. And Jordan's looking at me like, bro, fucking record it. So everybody's sleeping. I'm in a fucking closet. Like, the dogs are probably bugging. Anyways. So. We're in the fucking NICU. Okay? Everybody kind of knows the whole, like, rundown. But I figured I'd give people, like, some random-ass stories that happened in that bitch because it was, like, on and popping a lot of days. And I've been in a lot of doctors' faces. Never the nurses. I fuck with nurses. Nurses should get paid, like, a million dollars a fucking year because they do so much shit. They do so much more than doctors. And a lot of those parents, especially the NICU, you know what I'm saying, because, you know, we're all stressing and, Sad, and there's like a ton of shit going on within those walls, plus on the outside of those walls. So, like, a lot of those parents, you know, what I'm saying, would take out their frustration on the nurses as if the nurses were the problem with their child not getting well. When actually, you know, what I'm saying, there's a lot of there's a trickle down effect. You know, what I'm saying, if nurses are told to give whatever dose, that's what they have to do. You know, what I'm saying, it's not really their call as much as it is something they're being told. But all that extra shit, man. The nurses took care of Stevie so well. Like, we still talk to a lot of those nurses from the NICU just because of how well they took care of Steve. And so I figured I would just, like, tell, like, random-ass stories. Like, not, like, a whole 90-day fucking breakdown. That'd be boring as fuck. But, like... Like, for instance, when we first got there... (coughs) I had never seen a NICU in my life. I had never fucking... You know what I'm saying? Never even experienced it. So I'm asking them... Off top, like, how's she doing? They're like, you know, she's doing well. You know what I'm saying? We just got to get her healthy and big. I'm like, how long is she going to be in this bitch? You know, I really don't know what the fuck's happening. I had no idea. So she's like, you know, there's no timeline. I'm like, all right, cool. So it's August. I'm thinking in my head. I think at the time I was like, oh, okay, let's get her home by fucking end of September or something. You know what I'm saying? Something fucking crazy. And some kids do go home that soon. And some kids don't. You know, it just depends on the case. So... The NICU was in St. Louis. We were living in Columbia. And so, like, three times, sometimes four times a week, we would just drive to St. Louis in the morning, you know what I'm saying, just kick it all day in Stevie's NICU room, you know what I'm saying, just me, Bill, and Jordan. And she would pump, you know what I'm saying, she was feeding Andy, breastfeeding, 
and she'd pump. So they had milk for Stevie, like, when we left and shit, you know what I'm saying? Which was fucking, like, how draining is that? You know what I'm saying? So I know I would hear moms, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm a parent now, so you get around a bunch of moms and shit. Like, man, I'm breastfed. I'm so tired. And it's like, we're traveling. She's breastfeeding Andy. And she's pumping for Stevie. And she's got to fuck with these doctors. And she's got to fuck with me back home, which is a fucking handful in itself. You know what I'm saying? We got all this shit we got to do. Like, And I'm not shitting on nobody who only had one kid. I'm simply giving props to mine's and, you know what I'm saying, Jordan for everything she had to do through that whole time period. So, to be responsible for Andy's nutrition plus Stevie's who's in the NICU is, like, so unreal. And, like, you know what I'm saying? If they had real-life awards she would fucking get one for outstanding mom because it's unbelievable. So, she was doing that. Like, she'd be posted up in her room, like, you know what I'm saying, pumping. I'm never Billy. Like, she's chilling. She's just fucking, like, a week old or a month old or however, whatever time it was, you know what I'm saying? That's not that big a deal. So, <coughs> we would go to the NICU all the time and just chill, like, play music for Steve. Like, I was the first person to ever feed Stevie outside of the staff because, you know what I'm saying, they'd let you, like, work a bottle and it was kind of nerve-wracking, and Jordan was like, I don't really want to, like, fucking kill her up in here. So I fed her. Jordan was the first person to ever hold her. She got to hold her on her bir- on Jordan's birthday, August 29th, was the first day we ever got to hold CB outside of that box. So, what, 10 days after they were born? So we never got to hold her for 10 days. And so uh, that was pretty sweet. Jordan held her on her birthday, like, almost right at midnight. And uh, so that was pretty gangster. We got a picture of that. And so... You know, that's all we did. We figured the best, because we couldn't move to St. Louis, you know what I'm saying? And given her heart condition, she had to stay in, in St. Louis because they had the best heart surgeons for babies. So we were driving hellas. Like, our car now has like 170,000 miles on it, and it's a 2014. What? Like, that's crazy. So we were just driving back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, nonstop, nonstop. And I was working, too, so... Sometimes Jordan would just drive by herself, like, while I was at work. Or sometimes I just wouldn't go to work. Like, fuck it, I'm going to go see my daughter instead. And every weekend, too, like, <coughs> Saturday, that's fucking Nick U day. We're in that bitch. And Sunday, some days, some Sundays we would go. Some days it's like we needed to kind of not go and just take a moment to kind of reprocess everything, you know what I'm saying? And days we weren't there, like, this goes back to the nurses we would call and be like, yo, how's Stevie? And they were so fucking tight. And, like, she's doing great. And uh, we had some nurses who would tell us, like, hey, I'm going to hold her my whole shift. Is that okay? And we're like, fuck yeah. Like, hold her all night long. And so some nurses would call us and tell us they were doing that. Or tell us, Stevie's my only kid tonight. I'm going to be in her room all night just hang- holding her. We're like, please do it. You know what I'm saying? Because we would feel so bad because you're happy she's healthy. You're happy you got one twin at home. Then you feel guilty because you have one twin at home who's getting, like, all this love and attention while Stevie's sitting in a fucking room by herself with all these machines beeping, probably looking at the ceiling like, uh, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's horrible. And we would feel... It it makes my stomach hurt now even talking about it. Like, it's fucking terrible. So that's why we would just drive so much just to see her or anyone we knew would say, like, my auntie would go almost every day during her lunch break just to hang out with her. And, like, I appreciate that shit so much just because... Of exactly what I'm saying. Like, she needed to feel some type of energy that was not there to take care of her, but was there with her, for her. You know what I'm saying? Giving her that vibe to kind of, like, 
muster up the strength. You know what I'm saying? And every single time someone went there to visit her, that's what it did. In my eyes. And so we're fucking like, you know, hella sad, but happy she's progressing. You know what I mean? So, like, we got so accustomed to the NICU shit. So, like, when shit would beep, we would hit, we would hit screens. I would adjust fucking the, uh, they called it a Christmas tree because she had so many medicines. But, like, her medicine uh, timers and shit, when they go off or beep or need to be restarted, I would just do it. Because we would be in there for so long, and nurses are in 800 different rooms, you know what I'm saying? They can't come in, and it's beeping nonstop. I'm like, fuck it, I'm, we got this. So we learned how to work the screens. We learned how to work the fucking, uh, I don't even know what they're called. Whatever the fuck they put the medicine syringes in that just pump through. We learned how to work those. <coughs> we learned how to put on, like, all the monitors on her chest. We learned how to put on the sats on her finger and her toes. Like, all this shit. And the nurses were cool with it, because we kind of saved them a trip. So eventually, we fucking got you know, the hang of fucking around in the hospital, like, knowing what to do. So with that, you know, we got more comfortable. Stevie started getting bigger. She got way bigger. Once Jordan stopped pumping, because you know what I'm saying, she, her body was just like, yo, bro, give me a fucking break. We put on, we put Stevie on formula. So we started giving formula. She started getting, like, hella fat, and which was awesome. It's like what we wanted. So I'm, like, hitting the doctors with questions, like, yo, what's the, what's the weight? What's the weight we need to get up out this bitch? Because every other day, they would tell us a different story. Like, oh, we wanted to eat from a bottle. I'm like, well, good fucking luck. She still hasn't ate. You know what I'm saying? She's three. So they would tell us, like, we wanted to eat from a bottle. Or we wanted to be six pounds. I'm like, what's the what do we have to do to get home? Like, tell me. I think the first thing they said was he had to weigh, like, six pounds or something like that. Or four pounds. You know what I'm saying? She was light as fuck. So I remember always clocking, like, what's she weigh today? What she weigh today? What she weigh today? Every single time, because I'm like, oh, about to go home. You know what I'm saying? About to go home. That's all I wanted to do. So they did. <coughs> she did have a feeding tube. Hold up one second. I think I hear someone coming to get me. Now we're good. Okay, she didn't have a feeding tube until. Hold up. Okay, so I had to stop that last one because Billy woke up. Came looking for me and shit. <clears throat> so I put it back down. I went in a cough drop because my ass was fucking dry as fuck. <clears throat> Got a drink. I smell like a fucking toad. But I don't even remember where the fuck I was at. I think I was talking about Stevie's feeding too. So she reached the. Uh, Size whatever, like, well, I, I, well, I asked her, like, yo, what the fuck she know with these feeds? Because they had, like, this orange-ass wire in her nose, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what they're feeding her through, because she wouldn't take orally. And so I talked to this doctor, his name was Dr. Muhammad, you know what I'm saying? Every two weeks, doctors switch in the NICU, they rotate. And every two weeks, the residents rotate. So every two weeks, like, yo ass is up in that bitch for 90 days or a year. Every two weeks, you got a different doctor. Who comes in there, don't know shit about what's going on with your kids, so they read the fucking file on them. They don't know shit about you. They don't know shit. They're just, like, doctors are basically just bunch of people who read more than others and who process information, a lot of information, you know what I'm saying, more than the average person. That's fucking it. Because I knew more about what the fuck was going on with Stevie than a majority of those doctors 
when they came into that fucking room. Granddaddy knew more shit about being a goddamn doctor. You know what I'm saying? Like, overall, but when it came to Stevie, I knew what the fuck was happening. I knew what the fuck her CO2 level needed to be at. I knew what was normal. I knew what her heart rate should be. I knew what the fuck her oxygen needed to be at. You know what I'm saying? Like, I knew, and the doctor would ask me, oh, what's she getting for her feed? Or she they asked Jordan, what's her feed count? Or what's her CO2's been today? You know what I'm saying? Like, we were goddamn employees almost just for our daughter. You know what I mean? Like, it was weird, but that's what happens whenever you think, I need to get home as soon as possible, and I'm not trying to have this fuckery coming here on two weeks' notice and be like, why is she so blue? Or why are her eyelids look like that? Or how come her CO2s are 85? For one, she's blue because she don't get normal level oxygen. For two, that 85 is normal for her. If that bitch drops below 75, then we got a problem. Like You know what I'm saying? Like There's just a bunch of shit that goes down in the queue that you kind of got to be ready for. So I asked Dr. Muhammad, like, <clears throat> what do we got to do to get home? He said, she has to start eating. I said, well, she ain't ate in this bitch not once since we've been here, so what gives? He's like, you know, another option would be a feeding tube. This is on a Monday. I said, let's give her a feeding tube then. Like, I'm trying to get her home, bro. He's a little short, dude. He was nice, but he was kind of, like, taken back that I was so, like, let's get this fucking shit going. He's like, well, let's uh, give her, like, seven days. Let's see where she's at next Monday. I said, I can probably tell you now that between this Monday and next Monday, she is not going to eat. And she was three months old at this point. Not yet three months old. She was like two months old. She got this motherfucker in October. And so, I looked dude at his face like, I know you went to school for 500 years, but I know by next Monday she ain't going to eat nothing orally. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> so he's like, well, well, the options are you can do surgery. You know, a feeding tube requires surgery. I'm like, I fucking know. And he's like, well, let me see this, that, and the third. I said, well, I'm telling you now. Because, you know, you start reading shit, too, online once you're in the NICU for so long. Like, I have power that I'm not aware of. Like, I can tell them what the fuck goes down with my kid. You know what I mean? I said, we want the feeding tube. Like, ASAP. Bottom line, period. I don't need you to talk to anyone. I don't need you to wait seven days like you're telling me. And I won't ever forget it because the room was hella bright for some reason. They had every light on in that bitch. That's why we were all the way at the end of the hallway. Like, I remember what the dude looked like and everything. And I can't remember shit about everyday life. But I remember this shit. So I remember telling him, like, we want the feeding tube. Like, point blank period. We want her to have a feeding tube. I'm not doing this therapy shit no more. I'm not waiting. Let's get it on the pocket. Because she has PRO band, which is where her fucking bottom jaw is back. It's not anymore. When she was born, it was further back. So it made it difficult to eat. So five millimeters Further back was what her bottom jaw was. I'm talking hella fast, and I apologize. But, <clears throat> so it was hard for her to eat with a bottle, you know what I'm saying? Excuse me. So, they did a tongue and lip adhesion. They sewed her fucking tongue down her bottom lip so she could breathe, open her airway. That was first. Then when we said give her a feeding tube, that was Monday when I said that shit. Old boy went away seven days to see where she was at. I said, fuck that. Wednesday morning, she's having surgery for feeding tube. We're like, bet. Like, we're on the fucking way. It was raining, I think, that day. Like, storming. So, we're coming in from Columbia early as shit. So, our surgery was early. We walk in the door. Our nurse, who was cool, is like, hey. First thing she says is, everything's okay. And I'm like, okay. Great. She goes, Stevie's doing fine. I said, all right, how's surgery go? Well, she didn't have it because she flatlined. I'm like, oh, no, she goes, she coded. I said, what the fuck do you mean she coded? 
She said, yeah, you know, she flatlined for five minutes. I said, how the fuck did that happen? And she's like, well, they tried to intubate her. They didn't wait for ENT and shit. You know, they coded her. And they, so I'm like, hold the fuck on. Like I said, you know, a lot of people would get mad at the nurse in that case. She's just delivering this fucking shitty ass news. So I tell her, I'm like, it's all good. Just send these motherfuckers down here. You know what I'm saying? ASAP. So the doctor comes down there. I'm like, where was the nose throat? Well, they weren't there yet. They thought they could intubate her. I said, why the fuck did they ever think that shit? When it obviously says wait for ENT. So what happened was they tried to intubate Steve. Remember I said she had PRL band until her jaw was pushed back more? And she has a difficult airway. So they tried to intubate her without ENT there who specializes in this shit. So basically picture a motherfucker trying to put something down her throat. Stops. They try again. It stops. And they're like, oh, let's fucking try again because we're professionals in a fucking hospital. They try to intubate her again. She says, fuck this. Her body shuts down. She flatlines. Dead body. Nothing. For five minutes, okay? They start doing... This is them telling me this. They do chest compressions. And the fucking... Clear. Bow. You know what I'm saying? For five minutes. Because they're trying to bring her ass back to life. She's fucking dead on the table. Not nothing. ENT comes running their ass in there, which they're supposed to wait for them in the first place. I think his name, I can't remember his name. It's not Dr. McGuire. I can't fucking remember. Dude told us he ran in that bitch. He got the fucking intubation deal. He put that in. First fucking try, he got it in. As soon as he got it in, everything fucking clicks back on. She starts breathing. Her heart starts going. We're rocking and rolling. So, of course, they postponed surgery that day, fucking idiots, to the next day. And he also told us, like, I told myself, because she had been coded for so long, I was going to try once. And if I didn't get it in, we were going to have to put a fucking trach in. Because these dumbass fucking anesthesiologists who are, like, wannabe doctors try to intubate Stevie without ENT there when her notes clearly say wait for ENT. What kind of fuck shit is that? Anyways... So she was cool. <clears throat> she flatlined. She fucking was hanging out somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Fucking dead as fuck on the table. Came back. Got the tube in. And my biggest thing was I always told the doctors. Because I would research this shit. And <clears throat> Jordan has insurance with the girls. Where all the shit gets paid. You know what I'm saying? Like all the medical fees and shit like that. So uh, I would tell them. Like I know. I forgot this other doctor's... All these fucking doctors. One doctor I talked to, I'm sitting... I went to my uh, nephew's birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese, who was on the way to St. Louis. We thought, let's hop by this birthday party. Let's go see Stevie. I'm talking to him on the phone, like, hey, I know you're the new doctor for these two weeks. He's like, yeah. I said, I need you to know something. He's like, what? I said, I know everything that's going down. I'm sitting at motherfucking Chuck E. Cheese out here, like, dancing and shit. I'm in this fucking doorway with a cell phone, like, fucking... Robert De Niro in Casino, you know what I'm saying? But it's Chuck E. Cheese, so it's not as tight. But I felt fucking gangster, though. So I'm like, yo, I need you to know something. He's like, what? I said, and this goes back to the insurance thing. When you have insurance coverage, like for her, every whatever weeks it is or however long you're in there, you know, the hospital gets this check from insurance, which is money. And I told dude this. I said, I know Stevie's on insurance. I know they cover everything in that bitch. And I said, but I need you to know something. 
I know she's only on a feeding tube. I know she doesn't need heart surgery yet. And there's nothing you guys are giving her in the hospital that I can't give her at home or at a hospital nearby my home. And I said, so either you guys figure out a plan to get her home as soon as possible or I'm going to transfer her to University Hospital in Columbia so I can see her every fucking day and be in the hospital with her all the time because me and her mom are fucking tired of driving this unnecessary ass drive because she is she was at a weight at that point where you know she was almost like a she was like a normalized baby like conscious aware you know what I'm saying like not like a little fucking <clears throat> three week old baby that don't know what the fuck's going on she was like a straight up baby in that bitch so I told you this like and he goes yeah you know excuse me and he told me this he said our main goal in any hospital across the nation is to always have our the patients if they need to be here here we don't want them to go to any other hospital we don't want you guys to transfer i said i'm well aware of that which is why i'm threatening you with this and he goes uh <clears throat> well she would have to be transferred through by an ambulance and not all insurance covers that so you'd have to think about paying that fee i said i will pay that five thousand dollar payment fucking deal whatever the fuck they need but then i looked it up and our shit paid for that anyway so <clears throat> i didn't know that at the time but <clears throat> So I told him, like, yeah, that's cool. Like, I don't give a shit about an ambulance. Like, I'll ride right behind that motherfucker all the way to university. And he's like, okay, 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 well, let me think of a plan to kind of see where we're at. So I said, cool, I'll be there today. You know what I'm saying? Right after I leave this fucking papa shot, I'll be in that bitch. So we went down there. He was hella cool. Like, he understood where I was coming from. We sat down. I'm like, and this is in November, like the beginning of November. And so I told everybody at that fucking party, he said, hopefully next time you see us, like, we got CV. You know what I'm saying? Hold up. I hear cries. You got to continue this, motherfucker. Somebody's puking. Okay, so I finally got, like, a little bit of time to record the last bit of this one. The last one, like, I apologize if you listen to it. I'm, like, snorting and moving cough drops around my mouth like crazy. I have, like, a piece of pneumonia. I had the flu. Stevie had pneumonia. Andy had an ear infection. Like, we were all fucked up. So, if I'm, like, crazy, breathing hard or smacking or whatever, then my bad. But hopefully this one will be a little bit better. But I remember talking about how we were, like, leaving that birthday party, my nephew's birthday, and getting the plan for Stevie to go home. So, like, when I threatened that doctor that we were going to transfer, we got there that day. <clears throat> And they put together, like, a straight-up plan to go home. Like, this is what it is. We're going to shoot for, like, a week from now for her to go home. Because, you know, everything you said was valid. Like, she, there's no reason she can't be home. And so they did, like, a CPR class. We had already taken the feeding tube class, like, how to administer feeds through the pump. But then they ordered it that day when we went after I talked to that doctor. You know, they ordered all our pumps. She had to go home on, like, a heart monitor a SATS monitor, a giant suction machine that, like, sucked all her puke up because she had she still has acid reflux, so she would puke like crazy when she was younger. Like, nostril, mouth, like, gnarly puking. And this big-ass machine would suck up all the puke so she wouldn't choke. So they had to get us that. All her meds, like, caught up to date. So they had to order a bunch of shit before we could take her home. <clears throat> and they also had to order, like, a flat car seat so she can, like, lay down flat on the way home. She was so small. 
that shit didn't last long, but that's a whole nother story. Um, so we got there that day. They went through the plan on how to get us home. And we were like, awesome. Like, this is perfect. And the same doctor that we had the first day at the NICU, you know, when I told you they like rotate every two weeks, that same doctor was our last doctor. Like she had came all the way full circle back on her rotations and ended up with us like that week we were getting ready to go home. So that was kind of weird. But, um, so they told us like, Hey, you know, November, you know, they never really know what day. So they'll be like, Sometimes next week, sometimes next week. So when next week came, we're asking, like, hey, what do you think? They're like, probably in a couple of days. Then they're like, yo, November 16th, Stevie can go home. So we're like, sweet. And so we went on November 16th, I swear, so early. So we thought, like, let's get there early, and then we'll just leave. No. Like, there's a ton of shit that you have to do when you leave the NICU. Like, sign stuff, get stuff ordered. Every doctor has to, like, clear it, like, from the cardiologist to ENT to the head doctor at the NICU. Like, there's a bunch of shit that <clears throat> goes down. So we're sitting there. They're ordering all our stuff. Everyone's coming in, like, this is how you use a kangaroo pump for her feeds. And that shit looked like from 1984. Like, the screen was worse than a Game Boy. And they just give you, like, a rapid-fire lesson right there. This is how you turn it on. This is how you change the middles. This is how you make the time faster. And we're like, what? So we really didn't know how to work that fucking thing until we got home. We played with it for a little bit, and we finally got it. But that was a whole deal. They give you the heart monitor machine. They show you how to work that. Lickety split. Like, everything's just like boom, 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 boom. And we really didn't give a shit because we just wanted to go home. So we loaded up the stroller with all that shit. And we got there at, like, 9. We didn't get, like, paper signed to discharge till like, 5 o'clock that night. And it's November, so it's hella dark. It was storming that night, so, you know, awesome. And uh, they came in and, like, went through the whole deal. Like, you know, she should be fine. Let us know if anything changes or if she turns blue. or There's just a lot of shit that they make you not stress about, but you're, like, extra cautious looking for like we didn't let anyone around stevie for months when she came home because she could have got sick so easy i'm talking like no body and if they did come around them or around her it was like pure your life away and then only one person at a time type shit like it was we were crazy strict which was probably good but um so we're leaving and it's like mixed emotions because you're like hella happy you're leaving like 100 percent ecstatic you're hella scared because you're like, is she okay to go? You know what I mean? Because you really don't know. Cause, I mean, fuck, we hope because they're sending us home, but we just, we're still kind of curious. Like, is she going to be okay? And then you're looking at all the other families that are still there that, like, you saw the whole time you've been there. So you know, too, like, damn, they don't know when they're going home. Because in the NICU, no one knows they're going home. There's no date. There's no release date to leave. Like, they just go as the baby goes and... That's all they can really do. And so parents are kind of sitting there stuck. Like, you know, we don't know when the fuck's what. We just got to hope it comes soon. You know what I mean? So some people are there for like a year or plus. Some people are there for two weeks. And some people are there for three months like we were. But you never really know. So like we're leaving and you still see these families like sitting in their rooms. Like they're happy for you. But they're also like, damn, like you could tell that they wish it was them. You know what I mean? Of course they do. So that's like hella sad. But... 
that day when we got home, it was like our driving home. We were so excited and like crying in the car and like, you know, it's just all these emotions. Cause it's like, fuck, like we're finally going home. Like the hard part still isn't over, like the heart surgery stuff. But like we were finally taking Stevie home, like after so many days of a bunch of dumb shit. Just, I can't even describe it. That picture that we took and posted, like where I look like I'm screaming, like that's perfect. Cause we were so just this overwhelming, holy shit moment. And so, you know, we finally got home and it was fucking nuts. And Jordan was fucking losing her mind because that pump was a son of a bitch. And it was wild. But that's like a whole other story for a whole different podcast. But that was our time in the NICU. So shout out to all the NICU babies and NICU families and parents. Like, we know exactly what you guys are going through and how you guys feel. You know what I'm saying? But we're about to be three years old. So holla at us. Holla at us. Holla. And then, uh,. That'll probably do it for this podcast. And then I'll just attach this one to the last two I did. Because people kept, like, puking and waking up and stuff. So I'll attach this one to the back end. Uh, It'll probably be available on, what is it, Apple Podcasts. I think Google Play Podcasts and Spotify. So you can listen to it, like, any of those. Just search, like your dad's favorite podcast and then this one should just fucking pop up it's also on the anchor app so if you just want to download the app it's probably way easier to find me on there but you don't have to like i fucking get it it's a lot of hassle there's a lot of shit to do throughout the day so if you listen to it awesome like great even listen to five minutes and you're like fuck this that's still cool i don't care but just like it comment share it um i'm probably gonna do a range of topics like I'm not going to do Bronson on the next one just because I don't want to do two back-to-back hospital-ass podcasts. You know what I'm saying? So I'll probably do one soon about... I'll try to go through, like, majority of my tattoos that I have or talk about tattoos in general, like, because, you know, that's shit I'm about. Or I'll probably do some on, like, weightlifting or just gym shit that bugs the fuck out of me, like people at the gym, you know. Random-ass shit. I'm going to try to go through a different variety of topics, like, throughout the whole deal until motherfuckers just stop listening to it so if you got a topic you know let me know i'll probably do one on like me being an atheist and how that all came to be and all types of shit like i'll just go everywhere so if you like it let me know if you hate it let me know if my fucking smacking on a cough drop is annoying let me know no cough drop this time but till the next one thanks guys